Duffy heads the finish line. Two banded referees and two checkered rags. Out of the corner of my eye comes a dark horse with black wings. Ooh, heading for the finish line. Good morning, and welcome to episode 377 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus. I am Ben Lindbergh, joined by Sam Miller. How are you? Good, the same. How are you? Uh, pretty well. Mm. Good. And talk about the Super Bowl. Boy, how about those big plays? <laughs> I didn't see any of them. Oh man, all all up and down the 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 field, the field there were big plays. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I missed them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, it's my it's my day. It is. Uh, before we start. Um, people have been have been Facebook asking and email asking about the season preview shows. We are planning to start them this week, uh, and we will be doing sort of the same format as last year. You and I will be interviewing uh, someone who wrote for the annual, either the the essay or the chapter comment for for the team in question, and then our intern Nick at BP will be interviewing someone else, someone from outside of BP, a, a beat writer or a columnist or a broadcaster who covers that team. And we will put the interviews together and and hopefully you will enjoy both perspectives. So we'll be, we'll be uh, going in order of projected win totals this year. So we'll be starting with the Astros uh, going, going bottom to top. Later ben, this week. Ben, 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 yeah. spoiler alert, Ben. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoilers, Ben, Ben. <laughs> ben. You're right. Ben. You're right. You're right. No one knew that the Astros would have been projected to be bad. Sorry. Um, Sorry for blowing it. When are we starting that? I think we're starting it Wednesday, if it all okay. comes together. Drat. I thought we were starting it tomorrow. And mm. so my topic is slightly, slightly in anticipation of that. Mm-hmm. But not entirely. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, can I just ask you now that AJ Burnett is taking offers? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we don't we don't know what AJ Burnett you know actually told the Pirates. The 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 explanation for why the Pirates didn't make him a qualifying offer was was largely at least reported as uh, being that you know Burnett basically told them that he was going to retire or. Uh, or sign with them, and so there was really no point in them offering him a qualifying offer. And I don't know, maybe it would have seemed tacky if they had, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, uh, do you? I don't know. How do you feel? <laughs> are, how do you? Are feel you about suge- this? suggesting that he he pulled the bait and switch? He yeah, had some so, some ulterior <laughs> motives for saying you, he would retire, and then did you? Yeah, did you? Would you? If you were a team, would you like ever believe? A guy who told you that, like, is there ever a, a is there ever a point in um, in sort of you know just like giving a player the benefit of the doubt, or if not that exactly, even if you don't believe him, just sort of deferring to his his threats or whatever. Like, if a player is savvy enough to um, make you seem like the bad guy in the relationship, or or I don't know, maybe just if he's going to take it the wrong way, is there ever a point where you just go along with his delusion or I mean, because mm-hmm. you had to know. I mean, it, it, didn't didn't you just have to know this was coming? Like, this seems like the most predictable part of the off season to me. Well, I never predicted it, so I can't say that. But I think in maybe in a case where it's a player who's been with one franchise his whole career, and he's like 
very closely associated with that team. Like if it if it were Mariano Rivera, for instance, this year, or you know Chipper Jones a year ago, where where you expect to have a continuing relationship with that player post retirement and want him to serve as some sort of ambassador and and you've known him for years and years and he's never played anywhere else. Maybe in that case, you take him at his word and you assume that he's actually going to retire if he says he's going to retire and you don't want to suggest or imply that you don't believe him by then offering the qualifying offer, which could maybe jeopardize your relationship with him post-retirement. Otherwise, uh, there's not that much to lose, really, by doing it. If he retires, then no harm done. And if he doesn't, then then you made the right call. Yeah, I, I think that's that's well put. So, so do you then think that it was oversimplified in the reporting, and in fact, the Pirates simply didn't want to make him the offer um, for re- like reasons of not wanting to get stuck with fourteen point one million dollars mm. in next year's payroll? Because if so, I mean, like I think a lot of people gave him a pass on that decision at the time. Uh, but it seems significantly more likely that that was the reason. Because like you said, there was no... Well, I don't know. Maybe there is a slight downside. Maybe if you want him back and you think that you're going to make him mad and force him into retirement by giving him a qualifying offer, you might have something to lose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, it, you're right. It, it seems like there's not a, a big downside. So probably the reporting maybe was not right. Yeah. and Well, there's still... They're still pursuing him, it seems like. They're still interested in him, and he's he's not going to come cheaper than than a qualifying offer would have been. So so it doesn't seem like it could be the financial reason that they that they couldn't get stuck with him on a one-year deal if they're still interested in him for either a one-year deal now or a multi-year deal. Uh, either way, probably at a, a higher AAV. Um, and yet you would also think that if he had stabbed them in the back here and told them he was going to retire and then unretired after they didn't offer him the qualifying offer, maybe that would sour their relationship and they wouldn't want to bring him back. And it seems like that's not the case either. So I don't know that teams get to have relationships soured. It seems like, mm-hmm. like when you're dealing with uh, a collection of athletes who are uh, certainly going to include some number of valuable, talented players who are not stable human beings, you as the team just have to be the you know the the grown up with the short memory. I mean, not all players are are like that, and not all players are going to, to do that to you. Certainly, most probably won't. But enough will that as a team, you just have to you you can't be the one that holds the crutch. You just can't afford to do it. So I actually don't know that that's evidence of that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Uh, last thing before we get to your topic, someone someone tweeted at us on Friday a purported fat Puig picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we analyzed it a little bit, and, and I said that we would say something about it. Um, I will I will link, I retweeted this, but I will link to it in the podcast post so you can all judge for yourself. Uh, if, if this one photo were the only evidence that we had from this day, it seems like it was some sort of Dodgers community youth event, and there were a bunch of players doing things with kids, and he's standing there, and he kind of has the appearance of like an old man punch, sort of, just like a, a slight, slight protrusion there. But he has his he has his hand on the small of his back, sort of pushing his his stomach forward. Um, based based on this one picture, did you have any did you have any doubts or any 
Did you did you believe it that there could be Fat Puig? I believed there could be, but to me it looked like slouch. To me, it just looked like bad posture. Yeah, and and there was a, a subsequent picture from the same same event where he's standing straight. I did not find that picture to be convincing either, though. To me, that hmm. picture offered no clarification. <laughs> All right. Well, we will submit it to the listeners. Go go look and tell us what you think. I'll post it in the Facebook group. Also, I think it's I think it's more likely that it's a giant ab than that it is <laughs> <laughs> that it's fat. But you guys you guys can tell us. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, so because we're doing the, uh, the team previews soon and we're going to be, uh, you know, asking lots of questions about teams and talking about how they, they look. And also because I believe Tuesday, is it, uh, Pakoda, we're going to be releasing the Pakoda standings. That's the the plan. Mm -hmm. So that was, so on Tuesday we will have the, uh, you know, the, the, the company policy on 2014, essentially in writing, we will have all these predictions, projections, I should say projections uh, for win totals, and and from there you can extrapolate, you know, what's going to happen with certainty. And so before that, I wanted to get each of us kind of on record as not this is not exactly winners and losers of the offseason. It's it's only partially that, but um, I wanted to uh, to do a uh, to do a draft. Sorry, everybody, but to do a draft uh, in which we pick. Uh, gainers we pick the uh the teams that are most likely to gain in the standings not win totals but in the standings so to to make this a little bit clearer if a team was six games out of first place last year and finishes two games out of first place in 2014 that would be a plus four and if they go the other way that would be a minus four and if they won their division by 10 games and they this year only win the division by two games that would be a minus eight and so what we're really looking for is who's not necessarily who is better, but who is in a better position, whose position has been strengthened mm-hmm. uh, and who will, you know, who will have a, be more competitive next year than they were last year. And so in order to keep this from being horrible, uh, <laughs> Ben and I have each ranked, uh, we each have a piece of paper in front of us in which we have ranked the teams. So this should be very easy because it should just be a matter of reading the name on the top of your list and crossing out the ones that are chosen as we go. And so this shouldn't take more than two minutes. Except for the, the agonizing self-doubt and second no, thoughts. No, no, you may not. If you if you take five if you take five seconds on a pick, You're you lose up. your pick. You oh. lose your pick. You lose your pick. <laughs> okay. All right. And then you get stuck with the last team at the bottom, okay? Uh, okay. I'll try. All right. And then and then we can talk about uh, Try, uh, maybe you might not want to cross out or you might want to have two lists so that at the end we can well, uh, talk about where we most uh, differ or I, the ones. I, I did my work on a computer. Uh, I didn't use the pen and paper method. Yeah, I know that you can cross it out. You can just put an <laughs> X by it. Okay. So that that might be one way to, to handle it, Ben. I'll figure it out. All right. So uh, since since you're the victim here, mm-hmm. you can pick first. And, and it has been noted that uh, in many of these, you have picked first and that we have not gone with the standard snake uh, mm-hmm. order and mm-hmm. that I have been put at a disadvantage for that. But I don't care because this is all make-believe. It's, mm-hmm. it's all pretend. So you can pick first. Okay. I will take the Blue Jays. And I will – wow. And really? Okay. And I will pick the Angels. 
All right. I will take the Nationals. I will take the Mariners. I will take the Yankees. I will take the uh, uh, Tigers. Okay, they were farther down on my list. Um, all right, I'll I'll take the the Astros. That was my next pick. Yeah, uh, I, I'll take the Marlins. All right, that was also my next pick after the after the Astros. Uh, I'll take the Cardinals. They were my they were my push. They were right in the middle. I put them right in the middle mm. uh, so that I had uh, you know a perspective on where I was putting teams. Mm-hmm. So they were my push. I'll take the Mets. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'll take the Padres. See, I have the Padres. Ne- you're this is my first team that you've picked that I have as a negative. You have but them only- going down. I have them going down, but only by one game. They were my first negative team. Mm-hmm. I'll take the uh, the Giants. Oh, okay. Um, I'll take the Cubs. That was my next pick. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Brewers. Huh, okay. I had the Brewers negative, actually. Um, oh. All right, I'll take the Rays. That was my next pick. Mm-hmm. I'll pick the White Sox. Uh, that was my next pick. Pretty close agreement here so far. So far, uh, so good. Um, uh, Royals. Royals. Okay, I will. I you know I had the Royals negative, and uh, because but that's partly because I the Tigers you know as I have the Tigers so high. Yeah. I I I I, I try not to keep internal consistency, but I accidentally <laughs> I accidentally did in some cases. I actually think that the well we'll talk about the rest. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll go with the Twins. Okay. Um, I'll take Rangers. That was my next pick. Uh, Phillies. Okay. Uh, Dodgers. That was my next pick. Red Sox. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Orioles. Not my next pick. Yeah, I uh, like that pick. Uh, A's. Hmm. All right. Um <clears throat> Uh, Red Sox. I picked. Oh, you picked Red Sox. Um, Diamondbacks. That was my next pick. Reds. That was my next pick. Pirates. Ooh, they were my last. Really? I had them last, yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, Rockies. Yep, and uh, Indians. <laughs> That was my next pick. <laughs> uh, so I am stuck with the Braves, which was yes, your Yes, that was your my last. last pick, yes. That was my second to last. Huh. Uh, interesting. So um, so big differentials where you were lower than me. Of course, that's the only possible way is that you could be lower than me. If you'd been higher, then I would have picked them. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, you you were higher on the uh, you were high on lower being lower visually on the list I'm looking at. This won't make sense to anybody. <laughs> uh, you were much higher on the Yankees uh-huh. than I was. And I, I was. The, it sounded like I was higher on the Blue Jays. No. Uh, yes, the Blue Jays. Yes, that was uh, that was much higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is weird because I I actually I had them like eighth or something. Hmm. Yeah, I had. Uh, I had but what, they were the second team you picked. 
Maybe, I think maybe they were the they were my first pick. I had I had Blue Jays and Nationals like pretty much neck and neck. I interesting. Uh, I had I had the Angels first. They were my third. Uh, they were eighteen back last year. Yeah, that's a lot. So many so many games. It's yeah. I, I and they've done nothing them, basically. Right. I didn't have them <laughs> higher than I did because right. It's hard to like point to something they did and say that's why they're going to be better and if you look at their pitching staff it doesn't really look like a team that's going to be that much better but uh so i don't know what i'm really bank- banking on there because i don't expect the, the a's to be significantly worse really or uh, so uh not to, yeah not to, i mean with the angels uh this is going to sound like the exact same conversation we had last year but like remember last year i talked about how uh, the reason I was bullish on them is that even though they had lost Heron and Santana, who are you know were famous pitchers, those guys were the problem the year before. They were like way worse than they should have been expected. So you don't actually have to replace Heron and Santana as like the where they stand in baseball history. You just have to replace their five point five combined ERA, and I, I should say replace you know improve on it and that seemed like a pretty easy thing to do and they didn't they got worse <laughs> Blanton and, and Hansen were worse mm-hmm. and so you basically it's sort of the same position where like it's not like I think that um Santiago and uh Santiago I get the two yeah I always get Quintana and Santiago confused mm-hmm. uh Santiago and and um and uh Skaggs you know, neither one is like a you know Cy Young contender or necessarily even a great number three. Um, but you know, Blanton and Hansen were you know combined something like six ERA last year. So uh, it's pretty like their pitching only has to be a little bit better, is what I'm saying. Their offense was still good last year. Their mm-hmm. defense still seems good. Um, and uh, you know, Richards in the rotation. I don't know. It it just seems like it seems like. Some some regression for the A's, some regression mm-hmm. for the Rangers. I don't think the Mariners are going to like no. set some new bar at 98 wins in the division or anything like that. So nope. you know maybe the division comes back three games to them, and the Angels you know win 84 or 85 or something, and all of a sudden they've made up a lot of that ground. Yeah, uh, looking at <laughs> looking at my AL West rankings, uh, I didn't really have anyone projected to be significantly worse and then i had the angels projected to be better the astros projected to be better and the mariners projected to be at least somewhat better so i guess i guess my my spreadsheet here would suggest that i think that the the range will be much smaller than it was last year which was very large it was a 45 game range between the the a's and the astros so i figured the astros uh, one way or another, we'll we'll pick up some games there. Um, yeah, that's a good. That, that um, yeah, I I was initially I was more bullish uh, on the bullish on the Astros. Um, I don't know if I think that they're a seventy-one win team or a sixty-one win team, but they're not a fifty-one win team. No. Um, or they 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 may yeah they probably are. <laughs> they <they'll> probably, <laughs> well, that'll be that'll be awful and sad, and they might be it. We'll uh, find out on Wednesday. When we do the season preview podcast, you're not swayed by the Yankees' third order winning percentage. 
Uh, which, by the way, last year was, you mean, which was like, yeah, which was really horrible. Like it suggested yeah. they were a true talent, much worse team. Yeah, like seventy nine wins or something instead of eighty five, something like that. Um, something like that, maybe seventy seven. I like yeah, I I am swayed by that, but I think they, I think they improved enough this winter that be, between the people that they signed and presumably some of the people who won't be quite as hurt as they were last year. Um, I think they improved enough to to make up the difference between their actual and and Pythag predicted record last year. So maybe they'll end up around around the same place. And I don't really expect the Red Sox to win ninety seven again. Mm, so yeah. fair point. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. It was seventy nine. Uh, no, their third order, their first order was seventy nine. Their third order was seventy two. Oof. Ooh. <laughs> that's ugly. <laughs> that's really ugly. So that's wow. a lot to make up. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I still, I actually still haven't. I don't know that I've conv- I've seen it. Well, I I don't know. Ha- I go back and forth on whether they've actually improved a great deal this off season or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I need to sit down with a calculator and six minutes of free time and just like look at it because I, in my head, in my head, there's been so much movement that, you know, like I, I just see, I see days that spike and then days that go down and I I don't actually know where the, where the, where the, where the mean is. Yeah. Uh, It's hard to lose, lose Cano, replace him with like Brian Roberts and Kelly Johnson and then it's hard to do that and still gain a lot, I think. And lose Rivera, too. Yeah, and lose Rivera. I, I mean, I, I really I don't think that's more than, uh, you know, like two wins tops. I mean, I, not even. Like, the, the, gap between, the gap between Rivera and Robertson is not big. The gap between Robertson last year and whoever the setup guy will be now could be big unless yeah. they, they sign someone else. Yeah, yeah, right. That's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> that is how it works. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. You just have to to add up Cano lose losing Cano and then getting Ellsbury and Beltron and McCann and a full season of Soriano and you know maybe a little bit of Cheater here and there and some Teixeira. So yeah, but there's no A Rod and yeah. yeah, there's a lot of yeah a lot of moving parts, a lot of addition and subtraction there. But, it does uh, sound like a game, but yeah. I think so. And Tanaka, and yeah. So then, furthermore, you don't buy the third order winning percentage for the Tigers, who, according to that, were like a hundred and twenty win team last year. <laughs> I mean, like they had just an absolutely absurd third order winning percentage, like yeah, like a um, hundred a hundred plus wins. I did have the Tigers improving. They were not. Uh, well, I, yeah, I had them improving by a, a few games um just i mean they won the division by one game last year um and i figured that the indians would be one of my biggest decliners this year yeah but i think well yeah and and i don't i don't know i think the royals will at least sort of hold serve i, I don't know whether they will gain um so i probably should have had the tigers a little higher i had them gaining a, a few wins just because I don't know, I figure some of their guys won't be as good. They're generally kind of old. They lost Fister, 
fielder. Cabrera might not be as good. Um, so I don't know that I would expect them. I don't. I don't think they're like a hundred win team or anything. They won ninety three last year. I could could see them adding to that by a little bit. Um, but yeah, I their, their third order was one hundred and five wins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would never project that for anyone. No, I wouldn't either. But uh, you know, highish nineties seems pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I had the Royals dropping. I actually, um, if I had to choose a winners and losers, like if if that were a topic, and somebody made me choose the winners and losers, I think that the Royals might be like they might be the team that I would consider the winners of the off season in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, I, I generally like the you know what they've done, the moves they've made, me too. And it feels like the rest of the division has almost entirely come back to them a bit. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly the Indians, probably the Tigers, the Twins, and the White Sox aren't doing you know anything in the in the in the short term that can that's going to push them. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I like the, the not only do the not only do I like the moves, but they all seem like sort of smart type of moves. It just feels like a like a club that like really did have um, you know a plan or something, and like they're mm-hmm. putting the pieces together, and I like that a lot. So I wanted to have the Royals in positive territory. Yeah. Um, but couldn't do it. Yeah, it was a satisfying winter. It wasn't like one of those winters where a team just signs everyone and you expect them to be better because they signed everyone, like like the Blue Jays before last year, the Dodgers before last year. Um, this wasn't one where they spent that amount of money, but all the all the things that they did seemed to fit their roster pretty well. Um, and they also have some... Some young guys who maybe debuted late last year who might play a bigger role or might might debut at some point this season. So yeah, I don't. I sort of expect them to tread water more or less and be a little bit better or worse depending on randomness. They basically had no injuries last year. Yeah, uh, and I told you not to look at the Pakoda standings, which you yeah well, presumably have access to. Have you seen them though? Yeah, I I I looked at them a few days ago. Uh, yeah, just, just a glance. Yeah, exactly. So did I, and just a glance. And they might have changed since then. But the mm-hmm. the one thing that I really remember, the thing that like the big giant thing that sticks out is mm-hmm. that the Dodgers are just like insanely good according to to the standings. Yeah. Maybe they won't be. You know, we're we're still working on the depth charts and looking at details and scrubbing them and all that. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, when I looked at them, the Dodgers were considerably better than any other team. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, we both have them dropping. Is that just because it's just hard to predict any team is going to win by more than 12 games? I mean, um, only only one other team has to outperform expectations in Pythagoras and you know make a push to 90. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that they would drop. I mean, they, they won the division by 11 games last year. As a 92-win team, and I, I find it hard to really project many teams to be significantly better than that, but I could kind of talk myself right. into them being better than that, and I don't really see the Diamondbacks being notably better. Um, I could imagine the Padres being a little bit better, the Giants being a little bit better, so I kind of I, maybe they'll just sort of end up with roughly the same margin. Maybe they'll be a little bit better, and some of the teams behind them will be a little bit better. 
Um, but I would I would still expect them to have a pretty comfortable lead. Yeah, I I had them only dropping by by two, mm-hmm. um, and it's not that. Yeah, it's more that it's not so much that there's any one team I think is going to push them. And I actually will I I will quite I'm I'm fairly confident that I will project them to win uh, more than 95 games and maybe high 90s. Uh, this year, they're one of the rare teams that I feel comfortable projecting that you know that high. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's more that just only there are there are three teams that could plausibly have a bunch of things break right and win ninety games. And normally, if you have you know four teams, one of them does something weird and and you know wins a bunch of games. So uh, I just figure someone will win probably in the high eighties or or low nineties in that division. And I think the Giants are. A good bet to do that. I feel mm-hmm. pretty good about their chances. So, as I recall, the the Pakoda for the Giants was pretty decent too. Um, but mm-hmm. we we can talk about the the way those shake out on Tuesday when they're out. Um, and then on the on the bottom end, uh, who who was your projected biggest loser in standings? Uh, Pirates. It was Pirates. In- Indians, Braves, Pirates basically clustered in a tie at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I had I had Braves lower than anyone else, um, and I I agree that I mean the Pirates and the Indians are the classic plexiglass principle teams that sort of got you know overachieved last year, and most teams that overachieved tend to come back to the pack a little bit. Um, but the Braves. The Braves won the East by 10 games last year, and it's not that I think they'll be significantly worse. Uh, no, not at all. But I could see them not winning 96 again, just because teams don't win 96 all that often, and I would expect the Nationals to be much closer, possibly even better. Um, and that kind of eats up... I mean, if the if the Nationals... If I project the Nationals to win the East, which I, I might... Um, then that's 10 games right there, or 11. Yeah, that's. I don't have anything against the Braves. I think they'll be a really good team. Mm-hmm. I think that they'll they'll uh, they they quite possibly will make the playoffs. I, in fact, yeah. I I might go so far as to say that I think they will make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, it's a completely just a positioning thing mm-hmm. in this case. I think yeah. the Nationals are uh, you know going to be good. Mm-hmm. And where did you have the Cardinals? Uh, push. Right. Okay. So, uh, what did they win by three or four last year? Three. Yeah. And they won ninety-seven, so it's hard to project them to win much more than that. So it's, but I would, would you? I mean, you wouldn't expect any team in that division other than the Cardinals to to. Well, would you? I guess you would to come within three games of them, or. Uh, I wouldn't expect any individual team to, but I would expect some team to. Uh, well, you're projecting the the Pirates to be the biggest or one of the biggest losers, um, and the Brewers and the Cubs. I don't think you can really make a case that they could come that close. So you're really kind of kind of counting on the Reds then to do it. Seems like. Well, I just because I said that the Pirates are likely <laughs> to be the biggest drop doesn't mean that I think the Pirates are certain to be the biggest drop. I think there's there are a team that could could still do it easily. It would not surprise me or shock me or defy physics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, certainly the Reds could. And I would give the Brewers 
I don't know. I would probably would give the Brewers a maybe a one in maybe a one in fourteen chance of winning ninety. Hmm. Yeah, maybe not ninety. Eighty eight. Mm-hmm. Just because no more Betancourt. I mean, there's seriously, it's like a with with no work whatsoever. It's a <laughs> five game upgrade really in first base. Yeah, it's incredible. it really is. <laughs> and they'll, you know, they'll have Braun for the whole year, and they 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 underperform their third order. And uh, you know, if Weeks comes back and does some stuff, I mean, it's not that hard to to find a good team in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other teams? I kind of we... like that team actually. That's there's some fun parts on that team. That might be my. That might be the team that I get emotionally attached to this year. Uh, well, I know you're already you're already emotionally attached to one member of that team. It seems like Chris Davis. No, I said other people will be emotionally ah, attached. I have not okay. yet staked a <laughs> staked ground on uh-huh. Chris Davis. Okay. Uh, so one thing though about this is that there are players who have not signed. So did you consider? when you were doing this who yeah. you thought was likely to to make another move and like I the did. Dodgers or it seems like the Dodgers still are like probably more likely than any other team at this point to make a move just because they have the resources and mm. they they've kind of not done much this offseason and they've been like the the action to rumor ratio for the Dodgers has been quite low mm-hmm so you know, I would get, I would guess that action to rumor ratio is a pretty good gauge for the next month. Yeah, and just the fact that they're the Dodgers, and if you're going to yeah. bet on anyone to sign anyone at any time, probably yeah. be them. Um, I think I I mentally bumped up the Blue Jays a bit on the assumption that they might make a move for a starter, uh, and to a lesser extent the Orioles probably. So maybe yeah. that's why I was higher on them than you were. Uh huh. I considered it a, a very reasonable possibility, if not necessarily a probability, that the Angels could still, without much effort, address the major problem with their team. Um, you know, these guys who are still hanging around mm-hmm. uh, all fit nicely in there. Yeah. In their Joe, rotation. Joe Pinero is a tough yeah. comeback. What is it about this year and the comebacks? This feels like a. <laughs> It's the Casimir effect. Is, it, is this a tr- is it a Casimir effect? Is this a, is this a trend or is this just something about well, modern medicine or what? How many people are we actually talking about? Just Mulder, Pinero, uh, who else? Uh, I does what? Uh, there's others. <laughs> <laughs> there's others. Is Penny? Does Penny count? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, Abreu, Johnny Damon. Uh, yeah. What's going on with Damon? Is Damon back? Trying. Or said something once. Sizemore? Do we count Sizemore? Yeah, although, I don't know. He he was trying to come back before. He just couldn't. Um, yeah. All right. Did, uh, well, Will, hey, hey, Ben. Yeah. We'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> we will. <laughs> <laughs> with another episode of Effectively Wild. Yep. And Pakoda will be out, so we will probably talk about what the actual BP projections say. And wait, yeah, uh, you said Tuesday. It's coming out Tuesday. Yeah, but and we will be. We oh will, right, we will we be will anticipating talk about them Monday maybe. night for Tuesday. I think could be, could be. Um, yeah, because they'll go up first thing Tuesday or early Tuesday. Um, yeah, so we can do that, and then we will start the season preview stuff. And uh, oh, and we are going to continue to do listener email shows throughout the the season preview process on Fridays. So 
So we'll only do four season previews per week, and then we'll do the the listener emails just because you like listener emails and we like listener emails, and it'll break up the monotony a bit. Um, All right, so we'll be back tomorrow. You can start sending us emails at podcast at baseballperspectives.com.